Lord's house tonight. Glad to be back home here. Again, continue to pray for many names listed on the prayer list. Start out with Jerry Miller, Nota Claxon, Carol Day Meadows, Hazel Ball, <coughs> Keith and Georgia Days, Tony Cooper, Ruth Conley, Calvin Graham, Charlotte Johnson, Evan Mullins, Geneva Evans, Buddy Claxon, Christian Young, Charles Pope, Buddy Lissa Green, Jim Hobson, Sheila Rice, Louise Nelson, Rosemary Evans, Peter Wolf, Marsha Hill, Ruth Jones, Katie Trout, Phil Marino, LaDonna Nichols, Betty Moore, Lowell Stevens, Amy Wright, Bella Carr, we have Lillian Stevens, James Alfrey, Lionel Ross, Carolyn Walker, Catfish Munn, Renata Cox, John Prince, William Boggs, Josh Boggs, Clara Bud Claxon, Morgan McGowan, mm-hmm. Hunter Green, Louise Morrison, Jeremy Stone, Boyd and Betty Ratliff, William Dean, Sandy Stevens, Hillary Clapp, Alva Kelly, Carla Lockwood, Stacey Evans, Paul Hunt, Lisa Kasky, Eden Hill, <coughs> Mike Malone, Andy Evans, uh, Gatlin Stevens, Again, I was going to mention my, my grandson. He's got the RSV. Uh, continue to pray for Winston. He's in the Children's Hospital Dayton. There. Just continue to pray for him. And as he gets the treatments, doing a little better with breathing treatments. Brother John mentioned my families are sick. I think it must be Jam, Jamie and Jared's family sick. Continue to pray for all these. He's got cold sicknesses. And then we'll move to the cancer list. We have Bert Hamilton, Trina Tackett, Jesse Hamlin, Wesley Coons, Tim Jesse, Mark McKinney. Brian Greenhill, Darrell Fetters, Becky Cochran, Carol Borders, Briar Howe, Susie Coleman Rice, Mark Harris, Maria Burton, Rodney Mays, Sorry Horsley, Baxter Villa, Deborah Jones, Connie Carroll, Randy Helton, Brenda Green, Brother Tim Underwood, Bob Fletcher, Calvin Prince, Wayne Burnett, Seth Pack, <coughs> Scott Woods, Warren K. Conley, News on Her, Danny Manick, Roger Reynolds, Pearly Bowles, Lonnie Freeze. Pray for missionaries, again, lost and wavered, <coughs> nations, leaders that we have, police force uh, protects us, the elder here at church, church ministry, many things coming up, as Brother John mentioned earlier, lots of things coming up this month, in uh, December. Pray for, uh, pray for our pastors, he brings the word tonight, health and strength for him, church teachers and students, uh, pray for these, we're thankful for each one of them, teachers that we do have, nation of Israel, and again, the nation of Ukraine. Situation there. One's listed in the military <clears throat> Riley Hamm, Bailey Walker, Cal Stewart, Nick Guido, Zach Reif, Wade Coffey, Andrew Howe, Kendra Pope. Again, pray for many and lost loved ones these past few weeks and months. And again, continue <coughs> to pray for a nation and you know, the nation of leaders that we have. Pray for all of you. Good time. Do again. Have to pray for the Ray Swintz family. He passed away. In the day prior to his death, his wife passed away. Pray God bless upon them. Good time. For the others, no doubt. Because somehow, little white, poor white old passed away. I think. Family's heartaches in my family. We know it. God hears prayer. We've been praying for these people. The comfort they need. Brother John, talk to me in that prayer, please. Thank you, Father, Lord, for coming back here for another beautiful day. Thank you for the many blessings of life. Lord, let's grant the top ten from out your house and share that portion word. And thank you for the service this morning. Good crowd, Lord. Nancy, my own day of fear is Lord. And apply everything said. Be a good witness. 
get the word out. And if our John comes for us each time, just bring him everything he's standing there. First of all, I want to mention John's prowess, sick, hospital, and rest home. <coughs> and these families have lost these loved ones just come to their hearts sometimes. And we pray for the lost in the world, lost in our family, especially our children. Be with us, just place a burden on their hearts. They're coming on, except you, Savior Jesus Christ. And the best church here, and members of it, and all the things coming up, and everything we do here will be done by the Lord. Most of all, we thank you for your son, who died and rose again on the third day, so we may live eternal life. I'm going to say, Lord, you forgive me when I'm standing against you. All this acts in Jesus' name. Brother Brett, bring the youth group sign forward, would you? Joy to the earth, the Savior reigns. 
songs employ While fields and floods, rocks, hills, and plains Repeat the sound in joy, repeat the sound in joy Repeat, repeat the sound in joy No more tender sorrows grow Nor thorns infest the ground He comes to make His blessings flow Far as the curse is found Far as the curse is found Far as, far as the curse is found He rules the world with truth and grace And He makes the nations prove The glories of His righteousness And wonders of His love And wonders of His love And wonders and wonders of His love. Yes, we thank the Lord for our young people. What a blessing it is to hear them singing. Thank God for that. Again, be much in prayer for the sick around. Pray God's help to those that are sick and not feeling well. And pray God would just bless. Tonight, I'd like to invite you to turn your Bibles to the book of Galatians. Galatians in chapter 5. And we're going to be looking at a few portions of Scripture here tonight. And I ask a question this evening. Who do you follow? Who do you yield yourselves or your members unto. In Galatians chapter 5, I want to look at verse 1, verse 7, verse 13 through 18. The Bible says in verse 1, Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made us free, and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Now let's go to verse 7. The Bible says you did run well, who did hinder you that you should not obey the truth? I want you to consider the phrase, who it was that hindered you. The question was asked, who hindered you? Or what has hindered you? Verse 13, the Bible says, For brethren, you, ye have been called unto liberty, only use not liberty, for an occasion to the flesh, but by love serve one another. For all the law is fulfilled in one word, even in this thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. But if you bite and devour one another, take heed that you be not, be not consumed one of another. This I say, walk in the Spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusteth against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary one to another. So that you cannot do the things that you would. But if you be led of the spirit, you're not under the law. 
Who do you yield to is the question that I ask this evening. And I ask it of the, the saved, the redeemed of the Lord that's in this house. Who do you yield yourself unto? Our most gracious and divine Heavenly Father, Lord, tonight as we bow in your presence, we do so with thankful hearts. We thank you, dear God, that you have blessed us throughout today. We've had great services. We thank the Lord for the great fellowship. We do pray now, Father, for the many that are sick and on beds of affliction. Lord, we're asking that even this night you would lay your hand of health around them. Lord, I pray that you will open our minds and our eyes to the things and bring our memory back to this morning. Lord, as we often find ourselves in a place where our anxiety and our fears began to rule over us, we are hindered by the works of the devil himself. Help us tonight, dear God, to yield ourselves totally to the Spirit, thy Spirit. Help us tonight, dear God, to find the truth. Help us to lean on the truth. Lord, I pray that this evening you would help us to yield ourselves unto thee and unto thy word. Lord, place in our minds that which needs to be there and remove anything that is contrary to thy word and to what you want us to hear this evening. Bless us tonight, dear God. Watch over us, and I ask that you forgive us our sin. In Jesus Christ's name, and amen. This I say, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. I ask the question, who do you yield yourself unto? Emmanuel, our message tonight comes forth from need. It came forth from necessity. Fears and anxiety grips at the core of many in our nation this evening as I talked of this morning. We stop and we look around at the things that are going on in our lives and our thoughts are immediately who's in charge and who's got the power. I mean, that's all we've heard for the last, well, since the vote was taken, that's the only thing that we have heard is who's in charge. Who has the balance of power in the Congress? Many in our nation today are overwhelmed with the fears of, the, of uh, inflation. And as I said this morning, I mean gas prices are on the rise. Groceries, just everyday living expenses seem to be skyrocketing, skyrocketing and Sometimes it leads us into a path of fear, anxiety. Fear and anxiety is something that is totally not of the Lord. It's, it's not of faith, I would say. Faith would lead us in a place where we understand that the Spirit of God is in control. 
that God Almighty, as I said this morning, is on the throne, and there's nothing that that is taking him by 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 surprise. There's nothing that has that has come to his mind that he has said, "Oh, now what do I do?" That's not happened with God. God's got everything in under control. Anxiety often causes us as human beings, as I've said in in many times before. To behave ourselves in unfamiliar mannerisms. It, it causes us to do things that normally we wouldn't do. Fear causes us to lash out sometimes. Anxieties cause us to uh, be overwhelmed with the, with the questions of, of what if or, or what have you. God's children are not free from these devices that cause us to be, you know, to, to have a sense of, of, of like Peter this morning. Now, Peter, had his, Peter had it made as long as his eyes were on the Lord. The very moment that he put his eyes upon the troubled sea, you know, our, our situations in life, that's when he began to sink. That's when he began to fall into into disarray of his mind, his spirit. Everything began to, everything went haywire in his life all of a sudden. Why? Because he took his eyes off the Lord. He took his eyes off of the thing, the one thing that could have, that could, that could give him the peace that passeth all understanding. Often the case may be that while Feeling these feelings of anxiety that we have, we may find ourselves not being led by the right spirit. And I've spoken on this many times before that sometimes fear causes us to do things that we normally wouldn't do. Fear causes anger in us. I mean, these are just simple concepts of the human mind that we need to, we need to realize is out there. Fear of not knowing what lies out ahead of us can cause us to do things that we normally wouldn't do or say things that we normally wouldn't say. What happens? What happens when we're led by the wrong spirit? What happens when we allow our when we yield ourselves to the to the wrong spirit? Confusion. The Bible says that confusion is not of the Lord. That's not a practice that the Lord is is uh, is happy with. As a matter of fact, he, he wants everything in order in his church. And I believe that's all that includes amongst the people of God. He wants us to have order in our lives because confusion says we're not following the right spirit. Worry is another one of those things that lets us know that we're not following and being led by the right spirit. Worry. But how often is it that each and every one of us from this preacher right on out the door have times that we worry? We worry about Things that sometimes may never come to pass. We worry about what ifs that may never come to fruition. 
Worry tells us that we're not being that we're not following the right spirit. Anger is another one of those that lets you know that you're not being led in the right way. You say, well, I have a righteous indignation like Jesus had. Well, I, I still believe that anger is one of those little, one of those uh, elements of the human life that causes a lot of disruption and trouble in our lives. It causes hurt. All these breed a fulfilling the works of a carnal mind. Being led by the wrong spirit. But how, how do we combat these things? How do we, as Christians, how do we get by? Well, the first thing we need to do is we must stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made us free. Galatians chapter 5 and verse 1 says it very, very simply, Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made us free. The one thing that you've got to realize is that in this life, the Christian has to stand in the liberty of freedom that Christ has granted unto us. John 8, 32, the Bible says, And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Free from the ramblings of the flesh. Free from the, the desires of the flesh. Free from the fulfilling of our fleshly desires and sinful wants. Free. First Peter chapter 2 and verse 16, the Bible says, As free, and not using your liberty as for a cloak of maliciousness, but as servants of God. God's children, which you are, if you've been born again, should always be cautious when it comes to our character. Do you have a character flaw today? Are you saved by the grace of God? Then your character flaw needs to be understood that that's of the devil. In other words, uh, the, you know, I've heard people, well, that's just the way that I am. There's no excuse for that. If you're saved by the grace of God, you're supposed to be a different character. You know, I've heard that all, I've heard that all of my adult life. You know, somebody that's, that's quick and, and very rash and, and abrupt with their attitude, they say, well, that's the way God made me. That's, that's not an excuse. Because your character ought to be such that you lead people to the light. When people look at you, they ought to see Jesus and they ought to say, that's what I want to make my life to be. I want to be like that individual. Do you have the right character? Are you following the right spirit? The wrong spirit is going to lead you into a life of sin and your character is going to be defamed by the life that you live. Does the light that you bear witness, is it light or is it darkness? What do you portray in your life? Stand fast in the liberty wherewith you've been set free. Amen? That's the first thing you need to get a hold of. Now, secondly, I want you to think about this. Know when you're being hindered. You know, I've, I've, I've talked to people before that that sometimes act like they don't realize that they're being a hindrance, but yet they have to know in the back of their mind that they know because the, if they're saved, the Spirit has already spoken to their hearts. The Spirit has already made it where 
made you aware of the fact that you are being a hindrance to somebody or something else. That's what the Holy Spirit does in us. You see, it's the Holy Spirit that directs us. What spirit are you being led by? Who are you yielding yourself to then? You see, only you can really give the answer to this question. Who are you yielding yourself to? Your life will bear witness of who you are yielding to. Your life and your character is going to bear witness of who you want to follow. Generally speaking, the more you feed one, the weaker the other becomes. Now, who are you feeding? To who are you yielding yourself unto? And who is getting stronger? You know, uh, back in back in the day, you know, uh, we used to do what they used to call power lifting when we was in high school, and and in high school, uh, whatever whatever you wanted to max out in to be to make your high score, that's what you worked on. My high score was not bench pressed. I was not a very good bench presser. Three hundred pounds, and that was it. I could not go up. I couldn't go a half a pound more. Squatting, I could squat quite a bit, but that was not my forte. My forte was deadlifting, and I could lift. I could lift a great deal of weight. But you know why I was able to do that? Because I worked at it. Every day I had a, in my senior year, I had a freshman who was a lot bigger than me who was always chasing my number. And it would go from a quarter pound, which, you know, you had the quarter pound weights and, and it went on up. And, and he would go to a quarter pound to each side, a half a pound, and he would beat my max every time. He was just playing with me. But the more that I worked at that, the stronger my legs and my back became and, and the more grip that I had in the deadlift, I was able to lift over 500 pounds. And I was, I was on the wall for a long time. You remember the wall down there? They had the wall, had all the names on it. One week before my graduation, that freshman come up and he put a half a pound on his dead deadlift weight. A quarter pound each side. And you know that boy beat me because I had already give up. I had already maxed out the two weeks before and I knew I didn't have time to work on another max and that takes three weeks to do so. And I knew that I was getting ready to graduate so I quit. You know what happened? The boy beat me by half a pound. My name come off the wall. Before I graduated, I didn't want that. <laughs> I'm, I know that's vain, but but you know, you, as you think about that, the reason why that the boy beat me was because I completely give up. I had done my, I'd done everything, and and I thought, well, there ain't no way he's going to beat me. He, he's not going to do it. A quarter pound of weight on each side of a of a huge barbell set, and that's all it took because I give up. He kept feeding. You see what I'm saying? The more that you feed, the stronger you're going to become on one side or the other. And that's what we're saying here. Who hindered you? Who hindered you? 
You know, oftentimes we look at life and we, we think of the, the things that go on around us and we want to blame everything in the world except for old self, don't we? Many times we're the ones that hinder ourselves. The times that uh, we want to we wanna lay blame on everybody else around us, when it comes right down to it, we're the ones that hindered ourselves. Why? Because we were feeding the wrong spirit. In Galatians 5 and verse 7, it says, You did run well. Your Christian character was exemplary. Your Christian character was exactly where it needed to be. But what happened? What happened to your light? What happened to your witness? Hey, I've been there before too, you know. There was a time when when I was singing gospel music in a quartet, we were traveling all over the place, and yet, a little bit later down in life, and I lost my witness. I lost my character. I lost, uh, I lost uh, everything that I had worked so hard for. You know, a good name. And just like that, you say, well, what happened? Well, some people like to say, well, life happened. Life happens. Sometimes we get ourselves in the fix because life happens. Life's going to happen, folks. It's happening to all of us. How we react to the, to the events of, the, of what happens in our lives is, is what's going to make a difference in your personal appearance. Who hindered you? Who did hinder you? What caused you to stumble in this great Christian race that we are running today? The unknown? The uncertainty? The hidden future? You know, what lies out there? Who did hinder you? Often our answer would be, this one or that one hindered me. You know, that's one thing that as a, as a pastor that I've heard more than anything else. Well, so and so. Listen, it comes right down to it. It comes right down to us. It comes right down to us and our character. You know, I've heard people say, well, it, you know, it, it, it's just the way they are. You know, you just... They just, they just irk me. They, they rub me the wrong way. Why do they rub you the wrong way? Could it be that our character, ourselves, is flawed? Because the Bible says, you know, you were running a good race, but what, what happened? Who hindered you? Listen. Is it not the devil himself? I mean, what spirit are you following? What spirit is really taking charge in your life right now? Where are you, where are you at right now in your spiritual well-being is what I want to know. Listen, God's people must, must take a, we must take a, a, a good stance here and look at ourselves. You know, we think about the devil, we think about that, that uh, what I like to call a snake in high weeds, a snake in the grass. 
One thing I can't stand is an old snake. And I've said that a thousand times from behind this pulpit. I'll be out there working in the greenhouse and I hear something slither across my feet. You know what it is? It's a daggone water snake. I can't stand them. You know what I do? I find me a good sharp hole. Now do what we ought to do in our spiritual life. I lop off the head of whatever it is that's disrupting my character. That's hindering me in my race. Folks, that's where we got to come to. What's hindering you in your race? The Bible looks at, at this Christian life as a race, is it not? I mean, the Apostle Paul lets us know real quick. He said, who did hinder you? You did run well. I ask you tonight, what hindered you? What hindered you? Listen. We go back and we think about our Christian character. Whatever character you're feeding the most is what's going to outshine the other. We go to our spiritual side. We... We understand that our spiritual well-being directs our physical life. Amen? I mean, that's true. What you put in, you're going to get out. If you're putting in good stuff, you're going to get out good stuff. I mean, if you're getting ready to run a race, and some of you, some of you people, you young people have been doing cross-country and stuff like that, I want you to know, listen... You know very well that you can't run with leg weights in a race, can you? You might try it at practice. I wouldn't advise that even. But those weights, you've got them on there because you think it's making you strong, right? If you're in a race, it's no time to be thinking you want to make yourself strong. You need to be strong. If you're in the middle of a race, listen, you're not supposed to be trying to get in, in a in a, in a reasonable uh, a makeup in your mind and your body to try to run that race, you ought to already be there. Paul says, we're in a race. Child of God, you're in a race today. Let me ask you something. How is the race going for you? Are you weighed down with, the, with life? It's easy to do, isn't it? Been there and done that. I've been there and done that. I've been in a place where, as a Christian, I, I, I was in the race, but then life come along and I allowed myself to be hindered by different things. And many of those things, listen, it's never been family. Family never did hinder me from the race. My church family never did hinder me in the race. It was always old self that began to hinder my spiritual well-being. So the Apostle Paul made, it, made us sure to understand that, listen, when, when you're in a race and you're being hindered, as we are in this Christian life, listen, he says, that's not of the Lord. If you've got a hindrance going on, it's the devil working in you. Because the Lord Himself is not going to hinder you in this race. He's going to be enhancing you in this race. He's going to be getting your legs strong. He's going to be getting your heart strong. He's going to be getting you strong 
for the race that's ahead. He's going to give you everything that you need. You know, growing up, I was skinny as a rail. I wasn't big as that uh, microphone stand there. And I mean, all the way up to my freshman year, and here I was, I was trying to play football and all this, and, and finally, Coach Yance, he said, now listen, we're going to have to do something with you. And you know how the, the, the old raw eggs and protein drinks come in. Well, about make you sick. But he finally put a little weight on me. And now I can put weight on just like that. <laughs> I ain't got a bit of problem with it now. But I want you to know something. He prepared me for the battle ahead. That's what, that's what the situation was. He was trying to make me stronger so that I could be able to, to play the game the way he wanted me to play it. The Lord does it for us every day. He enables us to get stronger in the word. He builds us up spiritually. He makes us to be heavy weight lifters, more or less, in the Word of God. You know what that does to our character? It builds us up, strengthens us for the race ahead. In Galatians chapter 5 and verse 8, the Bible says, How be it then, when you knew not God, you did service unto Him by nature or no, or no God. That's chapter 4, verse, chapter 5 and verse 8. The Bible says in verse 7, You did run well. Who did hinder you that you should not obey the truth? This persuasion. Now listen. Isn't it easy sometimes to sit back and say, I, I think I'm going to just take my ease today. Verse 8 says, This persuasion cometh not of him that calleth you. Sometimes our race is hindered by the works of the flesh. Amen. We get up in the flesh, we bite and devour. We show forth a part of us that must be ruled by the fruit of the Spirit. But so often we allow ourselves to be ruled by the darkness of spirits. What kind of fruit does your spirit bring forth? I ask you this. What spirit have you fertilized the most? Where are you at? Whatever spirit you have yielded unto will bring forth its own fruit. I ask you this lastly then. He says in Galatians 5.16, This I say then, walk in the spirit. And you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Romans 13, 14, the Bible said, But put you on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh. You see, that's where we begin to get in trouble when we start making excuses for what we are and what we do. Well, you know, the Lord, He's got me in this position. No, not if it's going against Him. He's not got you there. You've got yourself there. Again, he says, you did run the race well. What happened? Did flesh get in the way? What spirit do you follow? Do you follow the spirit which always seems to lead to division? Division always brings about an evil and sinful outcome. You see it in Galatians 3 verses 8 and 9. Do you follow the Spirit which leads to godly character? 
Church family, as we get ready to come to a close, as God's children, we're mandated. You've heard that word a lot here lately, ain't you, in the last couple of years? Mandated. Well, I'll tell you what, God's got a mandate for you. We're mandated to follow certain guidelines in God's Word to be the right example to those around us. You look at these little children that are in this house tonight. Mom and Dad, we're to be an example unto them. Grandma and Grandpa, we're to be the right example. They're following behind us. As a matter of fact, as I've been saying here quite a bit lately, listen, they're going to be the next church. This church, I'll tell you, this church has got a right temperature. This church is in a position to be, to be blessed. You know why? Because our grandparents before, our parents before, have seen to it that they led an example before us. They showed you that we were to follow the right example and to feed the right spirit. I believe that's, and folks, I'm not saying this church is perfect, but I will say this, this church is blessed. And you cannot deny it, and nobody does deny it. You can't deny it. I mean, this church is being blessed not because we put on great big programs or or big, uh, 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 wonderful, have the big bands come in and play for us. Sometimes that's the only way people can get a, a good, a good uh, a number in the, in the pews anymore, just to get a good band to come in. This church is blessed. Amen. You're people that love the Lord. You love the Word of God. I mean, you know, I've talked to, I've talked to men that would come to me that was going to preach here. Do you think it would be all right to preach this? I said, our people love the word of God. You're not going to offend nobody. You preach what thus saith the word and, and you'll find out they love the word. If the word hurts, hey, they'll take it and, and apply it to the life and get on with life. You know, I, I've had men to say, man, it's the easiest place in the world to preach. You know, I thank God for that. You know why? Because you love the word. When, that, when I'm asked about the revival meetings, I say it's because they love coming to church. They just can't believe that. But I'll tell you what, I thank God for it. Because I believe the right spirit is being fed. I'm not saying that we don't take a little bite of spinach every now and then. A sauerkraut kind of turns up the lip every now and then. Sometimes we get like that. You know what? We're just human beings. We're not perfect. But overall, I thank God for the temperature of this church. I thank God for the temperament of this church. I thank God for this church family. Folks, I want you to know something. You keep feeding the right spirit. You keep being led by the right spirit. Sure, there's going to be times when we don't follow the right spirit. I know that. We're just human beings and there's going to be times when we get up in the flesh. But overall, God's blessed this little body. Again, we're to teach by our lives. We're to teach and be the right example. In other words, when we're running the race... <clears throat> 
when all of our little ones are looking behind us and watching us, let's make sure that they see how to run the race. Let's make sure they don't see us putting weights on. Let's make sure they don't see us putting the car hearts on when we're trying to run a cross-country race. Sometimes you got a slim line, you know what I mean? Listen, you get hindered when you allow life to overtake you. Listen, you just stay with the stuff. You stay faithful to the Word. You stay faithful to church. And regardless of what the devil's telling you right now, you will be a blessed person. Don't let the devil, don't let the devil hinder you. You follow after the right spirit. You follow and you lead after the right spirit. You feed the right spirit. And you will be blessed beyond measure. Let's all stand, please. Most gracious and divine Heavenly Father, Lord, again tonight as we bow before your throne, we do thank you. Dear God, for the blessed privilege of being in this house again. Thank you, dear God, for your word that gives us good direction, that gives us the wherewithal to run the race and not to be hindered by following the wrong spirit. Lord, I pray that you will help us to yield ourselves only to the right spirit, the spirit that leads to life and liberty. Bless tonight, I pray. Bless your children. I pray for the lost around us, dear God, you might save their souls. That they may run the race along with us. Lord, bless tonight. Bless this people. Forgive us our sin in Christ's name. And amen. amen.